Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to be talking to an expert when it comes to getting your finances in order and planning for the future. You know, we have to think about planning for the future because it's always coming at you and things are always changing. We have a lot of changes with the economy, with politics, and just the world in general. If we're not paying attention to what we're doing. We could find ourselves getting the short end of the stick. And it's the actions that you're taking now or not taking now that are paving your future. So... If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to Growth Amplifiers. We're giving the best tips, tools, and strategies for growing your advisory and coaching practice by elevating the value you provide and the experience you provide. And I wanted to double down really quick on experience. Um, This past weekend, I had the opportunity to attend a wedding out in Tallahassee, Florida. It's a grand wedding. It's one of the most extravagant weddings I've been to in a while. And... It just reminded me how much experience plays a difference in building relationships. We take the time to do business and do the operations of business, but we've got to spend more time crafting an experience that really helps people remember, that helps people connect, helps elevate people. So we're going to be chatting about some of that today with our guest. I'm glad to have here. All right, so Tara Nolan, um, if you haven't done so, subscribe. Oh, my goodness, subscribe. You're stuck there, aren't you? All right, I don't think it's going to disappear. There it goes. Um, So, Tara, thank you for joining us. Um, She is the money strategist who supports women entrepreneurs and professionals to achieve and retain the lifestyles they want. Very important. She's also the host of... Wealth is a team sport and has over 11 years as a wealth advisor at Nolan Financial. Welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Tara. Kenny, I'm so glad to be here with you. I know that when you were on my show, we just had a fabulous conversation because I think one of our core values we share is is really adding value and and helping people get better with what they do. So I'm looking forward to what you have in store for me today. (laughs) Well, I really was glad to be on your podcast um, because... You know, you can connect with a lot of different people that do their job. Maybe they know their trade, but then you connect with other people that have that amplifier spirit. They're going above and beyond and really pushing forward to be the best that they can be for those they serve. And I really felt that when we last connected. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just, I love kind of what you're doing because you always in life, I think you have to have mentors and coaches. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know I talk about it in my book with money that you have the teams, like you have the team that helps you with your family and the teachers that take care of your kids. And then, you know, as a business owner, you have your, your coach that's helping you bring you because whatever level you're at, there's always a next level. So you always have that coach that's helping. And you and I were sharing that, like, it's a forever process of crafting communication, right? Because isn't that the the thing is you may have the, the best answer and picture in your head and but you've got to get that picture in someone else's head. 
And it's, it's just such an art form to go, how do I get you to see what I see? Because I see your potential. And if you could understand this concept, and you can get so excited and it's a process to learn how to do that communication. So yeah, what you're doing, amplifying, I, I love it because that's what it's all about is you're doing the things you know how to do. And it's like, how do I, how do I tweak it or bring it up to, to get to that next place? Speaking of which, <clears throat> pardon me, I got a water for a reason. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, how did, how did you get to do what you're doing now? What was your journey that led you to what you're doing now? Well, it's interesting because I think like most entrepreneurs out there, it's not a straight line. <laughs> you kind of started out, you, you kind of start doing things that you don't want to do until you start to realize, oh, what I do want to do. And I, I was in the Air Force and early, early on, I remember when I was in college, there were things people knew about money that I didn't know. But my focus, I was just focused on becoming a pilot. And so I went off and I flew airplanes and did that. But when I had the opportunity to transition out of the Air Force, I started looking around at what did I want to do? And I, it was interesting. I knew what I didn't want to do. So I, I knew I didn't want to go sit in a cubicle for another nine to five job. That wasn't what I wanted to do and started looking. I mean, I looked at franchising. I looked at all these different things. But what I knew is I wanted to have something where I could communicate, where I could teach, because I love when people have that light bulb moment where they get it. And then I kind of wanted to um, have my flexibility and be in control mm -hmm. of my time. And so I started out with real estate investing and we did a lot of that. But as I started doing the real estate investing, I said, OK, so you have these moments where you you go from having this W-2 job where you're getting a steady paycheck and you kind of get that kind of a life. But once you're an entrepreneur, you live this life where you get chunks of money <laughs> and then you may not get paid again for quite a while. <laughs> and it's a whole different thing to go. So I've got this chunk of money. What do I do with this money? Because I need to have it available for my next investment to invest in myself for my food, clothing and shelter needs. But meanwhile, I need it to be working for me. And what do I do with that? And so I started looking, looking around from the real estate investing and saying, OK, so so what do you do when you have those chunks of money that you need? You need it to be working for you, but you need to have access to it. And so then that led me to becoming a wealth advisor and showing people how do you how do you look at your money holistically? Because we all have the basic needs, but everyone's situation is just a little different. And so there's not a one size fits all solution but coming at it from that, you know, strategic look from the military experience and the entrepreneurial look going, how do I take all of the puzzle pieces that you have in your life and where you're trying to go and maximize so you can reach your maximum financial potential? And that, that was that was what got me where I am right now. I really appreciate that because the thing is, we're procrastinators as people yes. <laughs> generally do that, <laughs> even the even the best of us who are pretty good at getting things done, which I'd like to think I, I'm pretty good at getting things done. There's some things we just have to procrastinate at. Oh, we yeah. can't do everything. <laughs> there's just not enough time in the day. So sometimes it's strategic. Sometimes you choose, hey, let me procrastinate on this so I can get these other things done. But sometimes it's not strategic. And we could look at that financial planning that seems like, you know, that's 20, 30 years out. I don't need to. I don't have time for that right now. I'm doing these other things that are right here right now. Right. And then we're not taking care of it because it's not right now. It's like, eh, we got time to do that. But slowly right. but surely it creeps, it creeps. And the yes. actions that you're taking or not taking will have a huge toll on the future and what's possible. So, I <laughs> so when, when we're getting, when, when people like yourself who 
can see the lay of the land and they're connecting with people. How do you get people to see that? Like right now, they need to be doing something. How can you guide people into action in the moment when it doesn't seem like it's as pressing of a thing? It's it's further out. Well, you, I mean, you just hit on it right there. And that's the that's the struggle for everybody is, hey, you know, starting out. Well, I'm, you know, I'm too young for that. You know, I'm only I'm only 30. You know, I retirement. What are you talking about? You know, I've got way plenty of time. But it's funny because then I start to meet with my 50 year olds and they're like, eek, I'm 50 and I just paid for my daughter's wedding and, and kids are in college and holy crap, I've retirement's coming up and what do I do? And then I talk to a lot of my clients that come that are like 60 and 65 and they just kind of go look around and we're like, what happened? Uh, I was just like 20 and stuff and that now I'm just, not. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's crazy because life just goes by like that and it's not sexy, right? Like saving money and planning for retirement. There's nothing glamorous about that, but it's, it's that it's just the simple things like compounding interest. And it, this is one of those things where while you're out front as the entrepreneur making business happen, you just want that plan in place that's operating quietly in the background. So that way, when you, you get those chunks of cash in, you're, it's not a big thought process. You already know, hey, OK, next time I make this much money, I'm going to put 15 percent aside and it's going to go work over here. And I know how it's working. So the, I like to talk with my entrepreneurs and say, let me just take this off your plate, just like you have your virtual assistant that does the scheduling. And because there's, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's not what can you do because you can do everything, but there's not time to do everything. So it's about going, what do I take off of my plate and put to work for me while I am doing the connecting and growing the business and making that happen? So getting people to kind of think about it like that, because, you know, if you look at marketing, especially mm -hmm. like for money, like it's always that commercial on TV where it's like the couple standing on the beach or I, I've seen them like sitting together in bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they're doing. And, and you're like, oh, I'm not that. I don't have gray hair yet. That's not for me. Or this feeling that you should be able to do everything yourself. And so I think a lot of people just go, well, money, I'm really smart. I'm good at it. I'm a business owner. I should just take care of my money. I'll do it myself. But the problem is, is that always falls off the plate on that to-do list to the next day. And then next thing you know, it's, it's 10 years later and you're going, crap, I haven't saved anything. I yeah. Uh, I, I can recall from being 20 to 30 seemed like there was a lot of things going on. I was going to school. I was graduating. I was, um, meeting different ladies. Some that um, I guess all but one, um, didn't work out, but the one did. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, getting a career, starting a career, um, buying a home, you know, all, all those, all those different things. And then it seemed like a decent amount of time. And then from thirties to forties, just like, boop, what the, and, and it does, it does light a little fire under you. And for those of you who are tuning in, she's mentioning an important part here because it's really easy to think, you know, I know this, why do I need help with it? But there's a difference between knowing and doing and getting the result you want. And somebody, that's on your team that knows your goals that knows what you're trying to accomplish can help you see your blind spot and they could help um, give you a little bit of accountability to make sure that you're doing the things that are important for you and it's critical i see it in my line of work too there's a lot of people in, in their teams they know what needs to happen but there's the little differences 
that they may not know or that they may need just a little bit of a challenge, a little bit of accountability to get those ideas in action that will make all the difference in the world. So that's going to lead us to our, our big three, Tara. I'm going to walk you through the big three of what we got going on. Awesome. Like, oh my goodness. She, he didn't prep me for this at all. <laughs> um, so this is just kind of like number one, you know, is growth amplifier. How do you fuel yourself to continue to improve and to elevate? Uh, I know you're an action taker. You just got done writing a book. We were talking before this, uh, we started here that you had went through a speaking course and you're always looking to develop and, and grow yourself. How do you fuel yourself to keep that drive and that momentum? Well, I, I love this question because I started out early on in, in my um, thing. I came across Russ Whitney and he talked about this idea of you need to have your continual mind feed. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's a combination of, you know, there's always new things with business that you've got to keep going, but it's also a spiritual practice and kind of putting things into context and understanding, you know, what's your why? Because I mean, money's good. We all need money, but in and of itself, it's, it's not that exciting. Right. It's it's the it's the tool that we need that fuels that next adventure or the next growth of your business or the next way you're going to reach more people. But I you've got to you've got to have a bigger why, you know, and I just I really like the things that help you put go up to that 30,000 foot view and you look down and go, you know, I'm a human soul. I'm a soul having a human experience. And so any one thing that's going on in my life that seems like terrifying or dramatic, you just take that you get you take that big look and go, it's okay. I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm getting better and I'm getting ready to be ready to be ready. So I'm, I'm practicing. And, and if you, if it worked out, that's awesome. But then if it, if it didn't work out, that's okay. Or what's the other quote fail forward fast. And right. so you can hear about those things, but you have to have that practice that lets you feel it because mm. that's when it really starts to go. Oh, then I feel good because then when you feel good, then that starts to, to percolate into everything that you're doing with everybody else. And so and when I do that, then that constantly puts me in a state of, okay, if I want to get this communication out and work with the, the next group of people, who's going to be my next coach? You know, what speaking class am I going to take? Or, you know, what mastermind group am I going to join that's going to help me learn something that I don't know? Or even better, have you ever found that? Probably you do as a coach. A lot of times someone will say something, you're like, I knew that. But they'll they'll hit it. It'll hit your ears at just the right time. And then it'll help you put into action all these other things that you know. It like lets all these things fall into place. It's a good point. Oh, one of the things I picked up last year was um, mental fitness through ah. positive intelligence. And I had read a book by Brian Tracy on sales. Brian Tracy is the author of Eat That Frog. Oh, yeah. Great, great author and speaker. And he was talking about the number one key to sales is mental fitness. And that you need to build a mental fitness regimen. And at the time when I first read it, a couple years back, I was like, okay, that's nice. Yeah, you probably need to have good mental fitness. (laughs) Right, true. But then (laughs) last year, going through the mental fitness program with positive intelligence, I had a deeper level understanding and learned like an operating system for applying mental fitness and a regimen that you could follow to strengthen it. And so the beginning of this year, I was re-listening that book and I heard him say that. And I was this time, because I had new knowledge, bing, 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 bing. It became <laughs> like you're saying, it hit the nail on the head. And I said, oh, I heard you last time. 
But now that I have new knowledge, I'm completely receiving the message differently. Right. And, and so then I was able to act upon that and change what was possible for the future. So that's that's a great point you mentioned. Sometimes you may know something, but someone else shines a light on it at the right time in the right place when you have new knowledge and it just changes what is possible for you, which is really powerful. Which brings us to uh, number two, because you're an awesome rock star professional. You've just authored a book. You have a podcast. You're doing some amazing things. And those are definitely some ways that you're standing out and differentiating. But besides those things, what are some of the things that you do yourself that is helping you differentiate yourself um, from others that might offer a similar product or service? Boy, this is the question, right? This is the the, the magic question right here. And, and this is a, a I've had a lot of epiphanies on this last year because I've really gone all in with my next level of growth, having coaching. And then I can just tell you the process of writing the book. I'm so glad to have that out there for the world. But talk about really uncovering in yourself, like what are the layers and the pieces and and finance is definitely hard because there's a thousand financial advisors out there. You know, when I'm involved in the networking in town and in every nonprofit so that is a challenge. And what I finally am realizing that differentiates what I do, and this is where I keep having to remind myself, is it's not about me. It's not about what I can do for you. It's about the client and the person and what do they need. And you can't get there by just showing up and telling somebody, here's all the things I can do for you until you know what it is that they even need. Because you can't look at somebody and know their life. You know, they may be driving a fancy car and look put together, but you don't know what's going on in their world. And it's it's creating that conversation. And I think the, the thing I like now that I'm really understanding better is having that question and, and getting them to say, you need to ask better questions. Because people mm -hmm. ask questions like, you know, should I have a Roth? Or, um, you know, should I put more money in my 401k? And in like a a level of strategic and tactical questions. Those are very tactical, easy answers, but I can't possibly begin to answer that question until I know strategically, where are you in your life? You know, what is your goal? You know, how many kids do you have? What, what does success look like for you? Because I can't, it's like, like giving medical advice over the phone until you can know what someone really needs. And the thing is, is a lot of people don't even know themselves because they mm -hmm. haven't taken, they've been on the treadmill running hard, doing their thing that they haven't even thought about it. And so I think that differentiation piece, and I think that's one of the things that attracted me to you was that idea that you have to understand how to create a great experience. And part of that great experience is almost getting people to have that little bit of self-reflection to go, what is it? What does success look like for me? Before I can tell you I'm going to help you, we got to be on the same page about what it is that you're even trying to accomplish. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait. Be proactive and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, let's get back to the show. I've made that mistake in the past, but I've learned from that <laughs> mistake. But it's so important. Uh, early on, I was connecting with 
some professionals and sharing, oh, I could help with lead generation, you know, because that's something that I can help with. But if you're talking to people where leads is not their concern, and maybe it's maybe it's time. That's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> um, maybe it was maybe it's time. Then you need to lead with what does someone need? Right. And you mentioned the experience when we were last connecting. I was on your show. I was down in Orlando again. Man, Orlando, I get there. there. I'm going to be there <laughs> this week and next month. Um, but this book, this is a pretty good book as well. Um, the experience economy. They gifted that out at the conference and just talking about how it is the experience economy, how we, we need to focus on elevating the experience. I'm like, what? This is very coincidental because I was just having this conversation with Tara. <laughs> how important <laughs> that was. Um, so when, so speaking of which, um, in a moment, I'd like you to chat about your book, but we got one more question before we go there. And um, it, it's doubling down on the experience. So crafting that memorable experience maybe you're meeting someone in person if we still do networking occasionally i think i might do it this week it's been a while <laughs> in person <laughs> uh, if you're networking online you're, you're making that connection if we craft an experience we can be memorable even if we're giving an interview we can do something that's memorable and it's an important thing because if if it's not memorable we're easily forgotten so what's the way that you work to craft a memorable experience with those you connect with. Well, this was something that I, I learned when I left the military. I was able with the Chamber of Commerce to get a local CEO in town to be my mentor. And it was really timely because in the Air Force, you know, I learned how to fly airplanes. I was very technically competent, but I didn't know anything about sales or talking to people. <laughs> I was like, I can make the best plan ever, but oh, you want me to talk to somebody? And she was fabulous because what she said was, you this process of networking, it's very intentional that you find someone that you admire, that you want to know what they do. You set up like a 15 minute meeting with them. And I, I, I take this to everyone that I do now, but you set up a 15 minute meeting with them and you have three good questions and then, the, but it's all about them. And you mm -hmm. talk, you know, be interested because you're talking to them for a reason. You know, how did you get where you are? What do you love about what you do? What do you recommend? And then the very last question is, who should I talk to next? But then you be very respectful and you keep it short. So mm -hmm. I think to have a memorable experience, you need to be very interested in the person you're talking to and, and not phoning it in. Like if, if you're not interested in them, you don't fake it and you shouldn't be talking to them. And then you need to be very conscientious of time because we're all busy. Mm -hmm. And so you, you say, hey, I need 15 minutes of your time, 15 minutes not 15 minutes that expands out into 30 or 45 minutes because it may be a great conversation, but what someone's going to remember afterwards is, whoof, that took a lot of my time. And so you can get their watch. Yeah. yeah. Even if that's a great conversation. So be interested, not interesting. I think sums it up the best way. Find out about them, what's going on with them. The most fun thing I've been doing recently that I, I will continue when I network with people is I don't ask them about their business and job. I'm like, what do you do for fun? What is your thing? Is your thing. And and I've had people tell me the most fabulous stories about biking trips in different parts of the world. And and I think that's what makes it memorable because it's our all our favorite topics are always ourselves. Like that's a good question. So what's what's one of your craziest experiences that you've that you're prepared to share on a interview <laughs> that comes to mind? This is just off the top. 
You suggested it. I'm just putting it there. <laughs> oh, a, a crazy a travel experience. Yeah, crazy travel experience that you thought was that was kind of fun, interesting. Oh, well, for for my husband and I, diving is like our thing. And so, if you go to Saipan, there is this like crazy like you walk down like a hundred feet into like this almost like a cave, and you get into this little pool of water, and then you dive down, and then you go out into the ocean there's like these three tunnels and i we did it um 20 years ago and that was like almost like our first date weekend and we went back and did it again and it was nuts this time because we it was packed with people the first time we went there was no one there and we were there and there was a bunch of uh, koreans and chinese people and we had this guy that was from alabama like a football player from alabama but he actually had been in korea and was he could speak korean and we were we were there's this one little section that was super dangerous and we were walking across it and not even part of his group. Some uh, some tiny little Korean lady was about to go into this place. And he was like, he just said, no. <laughs> like the whole, there was like 20, 50 people down there. And they all just stopped. And she like froze. And he's like, someone just died doing that last year. I'm sorry, but Ooh. I couldn't just let that go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> it was just like, you know, you think you're on this vacation just doing like this nice little thing. And then you just, you run into people. And it, it just reminded me never judge a book by the cover because to look at this guy, I mean, he had kind of like, I assumed he was military. He wasn't military at all, but he had the buzz cut super fit. And uh, he had been a football player, but he was a Korean speaker and that was what he did. So getting out in the world and just doing diff crazy things is what it's all about. I love it. I like that exploratory nature, getting out there doing crazy things. You get, got to try things, right? You got to be out there and, and give things a shot. It doesn't hurt to do that. Unless it kills you, and then don't do it. <laughs> if it's other people. Hopefully, someone's going to yell, "No, <laughs> no, no!" So we've got this awesome book, "Money Moves." Tell us about it. Tell us what's in it. Why people should consider taking action and checking this out. You know, you feed your mind with new ideas. New ideas lead to new actions. New actions lead to new results. So let's catch people up to speed. So this book, what I'm really happy about, and I took the class and we were talking about it was I didn't want to write another how-to book. There are tons of how-to finance books out there. Go pick one up if that's what you want. This is a book for entrepreneurs and people who are super busy, but they know that they need to have their money working for them and it's accessible. So every chapter starts with a story so that mm -hmm. you have someone that you can relate to. And as you go through the book, you're going to find somebody that relates to that. Um, my teaching side comes out because I really like learning styles. You know, some people like words, some people like audio, some people like visual. So I have, you know, the stories that really capture for those people that want to read the story. But at the end of every chapter, I do a case study. So mm -hmm. that way for the um, analytical people, they can kind of test themselves and see if they understood the concept of the book. And it's just, it weaves it through. But the big picture is it's there's there's not a magic bullet. And I think with finance, there's a lot of people out there going, just tell me that secret. If you just told me the secret sauce, then I could just become rich like, you know, everybody else or like uh, Jeff Bezos or somebody. But it's, right. it's really it, there's 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 a process and there's a planning process. And you need to have, you know, I walk people through like you should have your food, clothing and shelter money, the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy. And you want that. And then you want to have your play money and that's the money that you use to grow your business and you can take more risk. And, but it's really hard when you're taking risk and then you're not sure if you're going to be able to pay your mortgage, especially once you have a family. And so I want people to understand that holistically, when you look at it, there's a balance. 
and and here's what you do that's safe and then here's what you do that's more aggressive and you're intentional about it you're not just going you know i ask a lot of people who have a 401k you know where's your are you invested in your 401k is it a roth and like i don't know i'm like okay okay tell me what your retirement plan is well i have a 401k okay so you have this 401k that is like your whole plan you don't know anything about it and for a lot of entrepreneurs, once you once they branch off and start their business, they don't even have a 401k because they're just all in with the business and they're not doing anything to take care of themselves. And I don't know about you, Kenny, but the reason one of the big things that you start your own business and become an entrepreneur is for financial freedom so that you can have that time and that creative space and, and more time with your family. So if you're not taking care of yourself as you go then um, you're missing a big thing. And so that's what this book, I really wanted to make it accessible for people to understand you're not alone. <laughs> if you haven't done it right, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about that. But here's how you here's how you can make it accessible. And then here's what you start to do. And there's just, there's basic steps. There's not a magic bullet. I think that's a great point. It really aligns with, you know, my philosophy on on growth as well. People are looking for that right software, the newest tactic the trend that can just change everything. And, you know, someone can invest in a certain stock and manage to become rich out of nowhere. But this it's like winning the lottery. It's very slim. That's the only story you hear. You don't yeah. hear about everybody else. <laughs> but it's And so you can find those little things, but they're, they're freak chances. There's not a, a formula for that. The, the true and tested way is to have the right habits and optimize the right systems. If you're taking the right actions with consistent persistence, that's the way you can amplify. Whether it's in your finances or in your on your business growth, you've got to be consistent with it. And yes, I'm curious to know your question. This is so because I think, well, I think it's kind of a lie because you're a growth amplifier, and so that's one of the big concepts that I like to teach people that most people don't know is this idea of leverage. And how do you give your money more than one job so that you accelerate the growth? And so I just, I know that's something I do with my business is I teach people um, how to leverage their money because you need to save it, but then you need to have access to it as well. And so mm -hmm. locking it up into a 401k is not the best place for entrepreneurs because you need your money. You can't wait, you know, 40 years to get at it. So how do you, what do you do with your money so that you can, have it working for you, but then still have access to it when you need it and that kind of thing. And I'm interested because I know that must apply with what you're doing as a growth amplifier, like teaching people how to leverage because you only have so much time and you only have, you have finite resources. So how do you amplify? In regards to uh, investing? No, in, or, in regards to investing or just with how people, you know, how you help them grow their business. How do you help them amplify what they're doing? So, We've been really focused on, you know, productizing and taking taking the things that you'll do many times and then finding a way to systemize it, mm -hmm. just like authoring a book or creating your own products and your own trainings. And you can scale it in such a way where you can have your team move it forward or it can be automated, but you create it once and you could sell it or leverage it many times. And thinking about building a business especially people who are in the trades who are used to exchanging their time for money, how they can create something in such a way they can better leverage their time and their team's time. So there is a way that it can be done. Um, you're already on that path. Um, 
but a lot of people get so caught up, like we were mentioning earlier, with the with the day to day, and then doing the things that need to be done now. They're not thinking long term. They're not thinking about how could I better invest my time, money, and resources to build something that can grow without me having to do all the legwork. Well, and that's can do I have time to share a quick anecdote with you just to kind yes. of highlight for people. So I had this is one of my favorite clients I had a few years ago is she was a real estate investor. And she came to me and she said, I have $400,000 I just made on my last deal. And I don't know if my next deal is going to come in three weeks or it's going to come six months from now. So what do I do with this money? And, and so it was started the conversation. I said, well, you know, is everything else covered? Because I usually like to look holistically at everything. And she's like, I'm good with, you know, everything else, but I just need to know with this $400,000, what do I do with it? And I said, well, let's talk about it. So I said, you could put it in the bank. And I said, if you put the money in the bank, what's it, what are you going to earn? She's like, nothing, maybe 0.1%. <laughs> Lose money. And, and then I said, you know, and then when you take the money out of the bank, are you going to earn anything? And she's like, well, no, I'm going to take it out of the bank. So it's it's just, you know, it's going to be off in the investment. So I said, well, that's one option. And but what's the good thing is it's safe, right? You're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna lose anything. But I asked her, you know, as a real estate investor, you understand other people's money and leverage. If you put your money in the bank, are you getting much leverage? Is that money really working for you? She's like, no, it's just safe. I'm like, got it. So then like the next option that a lot of people would look at is the market. I said you you put it in the market, you know, what's gonna happen? And she's like, well, I could either be a hero or I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, right, right. So you can, depending on the period, you could, if you had an amazing quarter, you could earn 20, 20, some 25%. You could also lose 20 or 25%. But same scenario, when you take it out of the market, are you earning money anymore? She's like, no, it's, it's out of the market and it's often my investment. And so that's when I talked to her about, with my, especially my real estate investors and people like that, I like to look at tools that exist out there where you can put your money into an investment and it creates collateral because then you can borrow the money out, but you don't have to um, take it, take all of your money out of the product. It keeps growing. You take the money out and then when you're done, you put it back and you take it out and you put it back. But when you take the money out, you're still earning dividends and interest on that money while it's working for you. So you've created a situation where the money is working for you while you're working. And I said, you know, all these examples exist. And she's like, well, tell me what that is. And I said, well, we need to sit down and look at that because there's a couple different ways and I have to understand you and, and look at it. But this is the difference when you're trying to do it yourself because you go, well, I could put it in the bank and I don't have time to figure something else out. Or I could put it in the market, but I don't trust the market. And, and I don't, you know, I don't, what if, what kind of, what, what's going to happen? What kind of fees am I going to pay? Or so you end up, what just happens is you maybe stick it in the bank or maybe you stuff it underneath your mattress, whatever your preference is. And so those are the kind of things I like to walk through is um, teaching people leverage because how would you like to have your money? earning something, you still have access. So it's not stuck in a 401k. You can spend it, but then it's so it's still earning in the background and then you're earning over here and then you just keep bouncing off of that. And that was a concept I learned from my real estate that I brought in to my finance world because they don't teach you that on the straight up on the finance side. Right. That you could be working smarter, not harder. This is why it's helpful to have a guide. They're going to know some things that you don't know. Even if you know some things, they're going to help you see it from a different perspective. I'll help you analyze and figure out if it's right for you. And especially when you're working with someone who's a trusted advisor, they're going to work out to 
make that relationship a positive thing so they could be introduced to other people. So uh, if you haven't had those conversations uh, with a financial advisor or somebody, don't wait, don't procrastinate. Be proactive, take action, and get a fresh perspective now. Uh, you can learn more about Tara at taranolan.com. And is there any other place that you'd like to share for people to check out? That I've got my uh, website, wealthnolanfinancialpartners.com. taraenolan.com will also take you there. The book is available on Barnes and Nobles and uh, Amazon. So I would encourage people to, to check that out. Definitely uh, like and subscribe for my website for Wealth as a Team Sport because it starts with that trust building. I know we talked about this last time is, you know, part of getting a good financial advisor, there's a lot of financial advisors out there that are great. And the, the question is, who's, who do you resonate with? Because money is very personal. And you want to find someone that won't just only be able to manage your money, but it's going to be a person that you're comfortable talking with about your money. And so, you know, go out there. And, and for, for me, you know, you can check out the YouTube videos and listen to what I say. And if it resonates with you, then that's awesome. And if it doesn't, find somebody that you resonate with, because there's not only one person that can help you out there in the world. But when you find that person that you click with that like can has the information, but it then helps you go, this really works for me. That's, that's when it becomes a beautiful thing and you start to get that leverage or like you do, you amplify. Oh, awesome. So thank you very much, Tara, for coming in and sharing your insights and knowledge with our amplifiers. We appreciate having you and what you're doing in the world. You are an amplifier to the world. And we appreciate that. Thanks, Kenny, for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. Likewise. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.